0: Okay. children getting off to their gangs great fantastic well it's, it's a great joy for us to, to have my big bro proud of him, he's awesome um, Aaron bringing us the message this morning um, so why don't we just give him a big round of applause And as he comes up and brings us a message thank you
1: good morning everybody to be back again. If we could have the first slide up, please. Um, this is a very uh, special Sunday. Um, we join with over 800 churches across the UK who are sharing with us and uh, focusing our, our thoughts, our minds um, today on the world's poorest children. Um, and uh, so, at, right at the start, I want to uh, just introduce you to two very special children if we could have the next one up, please. First of all, next slide, David. Thank you. This is Alexis. This is our sponsor boy, and um, he's from Haiti. Haiti is the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere where the average wage is $21 per month. The life expectancy is in the mid-40s and um, uh, they, they suffer a lot of natural disasters. We could have the, This is him holding. Uh, we sponsor him through a charity called Compassion that you're going to hear about today. Many of you do sponsor a child already. So today, we want to just uh, take a moment to remember, to meditate, to give thanks for the children that are already sponsored. If you're sponsoring a child, it's an opportunity for us to reflect on that, the difference that you're already making, to thank you for your great efforts, to encourage you to continue with your efforts, and even go the extra mile, and to give opportunity for anybody else that wants to be part of this exciting movement. He's holding letters that my wife hand-wrote. I've I visited Alex in Haiti, Alexis, they brought him to me, and he showed me my wife's, Lindsay's letters that she had written. To see, I saw her writing those letters, and to see a young boy bring them out of his pocket and show me my wife's handwriting. Just brought the brought it home. My goodness, you you just got the sense that he was hanging on to every word. You got a sense that every sentence was powerful, and in fact, we're going to see today how powerful those words are. Next slide, please. Uh, yeah, there was me visiting Alexis with his mother. I got a chance to share the gospel with him. Uh, we had a pastor there from Haiti who was interpreting, and um, we he he said a prayer of salvation. And um, it was just a, a very, very special moment. If we could have the next slide, please. This is Enerjean, our sponsored girl. She is the same age as my oldest daughter, Clara. She's 10-year-old, and she is a sweetheart. She's absolutely beautiful. We met her one day when we were doing a medical clinic. And what had happened was, um, we, one of, as we were doing this medical uh, uh, trip in this very poor village, um, called Troulogine on Laginaf, which is the poor of the poor of the poor, uh, off the coast of Haiti. Someone said, we've come across this little girl, and she's in a bad way. Her hair is red, You're going ginger. That's a sign of malnourishment, extreme malnourishment. Um, she was skin and bones, and she was lifeless. She never smiled. She hardly interacted at all. And uh, it was my brother that says, we're looking, we need this girl sponsored. We need her to enter the program we're looking for a sponsor, and when I went out, I said, God, I want to sponsor somebody. Um, And so we were very privileged to take this little girl, and I was privileged to meet her the next year, the next year, and the next year. So I can tell you firsthand the uh, difference, because I've seen the transformation that happens in a child's life when they are sponsored. She's got a white dolly. um, She's got all the clothes that I took with me, and that was a great privilege. The next slide you'll see she's got a family, and that's her dad wearing, uh, my dad gave me this shirt, it was too big, and it lay in my cupboard for years, but God has a plan for all things. I packed it in my bag, although we didn't have much room, and this big giant of a guy is her dad, and that's her mother. Lindsay gave me some dress, the sisters and brothers, and we were able to bless them, and it was just absolutely wonderful. They've got 11 children. They live in a house smaller than my garage. I sat in their house with their 11 children, smaller than my garage, and I played Uno. I explained how to play Uno. I took a pack of cards, and we sat and played Uno. We got the Bible out. We read the Bible together. They have one double bed and one single bed and two compartments in the house. They have no latrine. They have a small um, uh, place outside for cooking on an open fire, and they have very little possessions. They have a tin roof, which has holes in it, when I was in their house, it started to rain, and it was unbelievable, the noise. I mean, it just like, just tin, literally, and Caribbean rain is heavy, so you can imagine the noise, and so when the rain's had, they, I just don't know, it was just a real eye-opener. If we have the next picture up, please. Uh, there she is, my beautiful Jean, and it's just an absolute joy and privilege. Um, Sponsorship blesses not only the child, but the family, and we can explain how that happens. And there's a couple more, please, David, just flick. There she is with her friend. That was outside a water, fresh water, was put into that village through this charity, Lemonade. And so this child and her family benefit, and we saw physically with her eyes the benefit of clean drinking water. The skin fungal diseases diminished incredibly. Their health increased typhoid reduces, and that's her, That's actually the, the fresh solar-powered reverse osmotis water filtration unit that was put in her village by our very charity. And the next slide. Yeah. So, EnerGene and Alexis, they just represent one of millions of children who live in severe poverty in our world today. Children who struggle to get the very basics, the things that we take for granted. Things like food, the family that I sponsor, they eat once per day on a good day, and in the hard seasons, it's maybe every second day. Things like healthcare, we all have a doctor, we have a GP, we have an accident emergency, we have free access in Scotland to medicine, they don't. Things like education, Haiti has a system, and most countries have a system of education, but very often the families can't afford to send their children to school because they need a uniform, they need books, and it means that the children are not working, collecting water, and things like that. So for a lot of families, what what may seem like a small minimal fee, the price of education is just too much. If we could have slide eight up, please, um, David. But we, 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 we've learned that poverty is more than just a lack of material possessions. Poverty, poverty is not just the absence or lack of material things. What poverty does is it steals hope. Poverty teaches children that they don't matter. One of the most powerful things about poverty is this belief that they do not matter. That they are insignificant. It's this stealing of hope. It's this stealing of um, opportunity. It's, a, it's the robbing of the God given creation that was placed inside them when God created them to have destiny and purpose and to be um, a blessing and to help. and to, to, That's been stolen and robbed from them through poverty. It, re, it prevents them. Poverty prevents people. It hinders them. It holds them back from being who got, it's. It's a lot of to do with the mindset, and therefore, you can give material possessions. You can even give them education. But if you don't change the mind, if you don't lift the aspiration, you may have someone with material possessions who once lacked, but they may not necessarily be out of poverty. And do we see that in our nation today? In previous sessions, we've uh, done a series on what's called When Helping Hurts. It's a great book. Anybody with an interest in poverty alleviation and uh, the poor in the world get a hold of that book, When Helping Hurts. We came up with two definitions. They're quite wordy, um, but if you got a chance in your own time to meditate on them, they're absolutely incredible. Here's the first one, poverty alleviation. It says, is the ministry of reconciliation, moving people closer to glorifying God, which is our chief purpose and highest aim, by living in right relationship with Him, with self, with others, and with the rest of creation Poverty alleviation is about bringing reconciliation to the four relationships that are key and fundamental to each of us that God intended us to live in that has been destroyed and robbed by the fall, by the sin of mankind. So, poverty alleviation is restoring people to a full expression of humanness, and that's beautiful. It's about restoring dignity It's about restoring self-respect. It's about restoring um, to the belief that somebody is meaningful, fully bearing the image that they were created in which results in glorifying God. And the next slide, material poverty alleviation. Once we understand poverty is more than just a lack of material possessions, therefore it should affect our poverty alleviation methods. And material poverty alleviation is working to reconcile people to all the four foundational relationships so people can fulfill their calling of glorifying God. Here's a key by working and supporting themselves. Nobody wants to live on handouts. Nobody wants to be in a situation of begging. People want the dignity and the respect. And that's what we've seen, and many of you have been in Uganda. What would they give, Alan, these children to have a job? What would they have to be a nurse? What would they have to be an engineer? What would they give to be a doctor, to have that dignity to be able to pay for the bread that they feed their children with? And that's what poverty alleviation, and that is one of the things about compassion. If we could go on to slide 10, that compassion does these things that I've just been talking about, poverty, material poverty alleviation, poverty uh, alleviation. Compassion is doing these things incredibly well because not only are they educating the children, but it's re- uh, releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. It's about reconciling them to God. And they under, that's why they've never taken in Jesus' name out of their logo. On all their literature, it's in Jesus' name. And they could have been tempted to take that out to be more appealing to uh, other faith religions and other people, but they understand if they're going to alleviate poverty, it needs Jesus, the mediator between man and God, They have to have the fundamental relationship restored with God if they're ever going to get out of poverty, because if they understand through Jesus Christ that they were created in His image, that He shed His blood for them, that He will never leave them, that He can can help them to achieve all things that for them with God, that nothing is impossible. Jesus Christ is central to the work of compassion who are releasing uh, children from poverty in Jesus' name. They help change the mind and the aspirations. Okay. There's actually been some incredible research done. And I want to show you and just show you a quick video about some of the research. But in 2008, a group of professors and doctors from some of the world's leading universities carried out research into the impact of Compassion's Child sponsorship. One of the very few charities in the world that's had some serious substantial research done on it. Their findings supported what we have known for a long time. So here's the background, Dr. Bruce Weidick, Professor of Economics and International Studies at the University of San Francisco, Um, Dr. Paul Glue from the University of Minnesota, and Dr. Lane Rutledge from the University of Washington carried out their study over three years between 2008 and 2011. It was independently funded by BASIS and USAID, and the results were published in the the prestigious Journal of Political Economy in April 2013. Here's an overview of the, the research. It was focused on six countries, Bolivia, Guatemala, India, Kenya, the Philippines, and Uganda. 1,860 formerly sponsored children who were part of the compassion program between 1980 and 1992, so a 12-year period. 1,860, so it's safe to say it's a fairly substantial research, it's not a small pool. More than 8,000 non-sponsored children and siblings of sponsored children were also interviewed as a comparison. So here's the results, and we've got uh, the first slide of results on education. Education. Can we get this slide up on education, please? For former sponsored children, here we go. Yeah, number, uh, I think it should be 13, 12, 13, or 14, something like that. David, try that. Should have education at the top. They were 13% more likely education, there we go, 13% more likely to finish primary school, 41.6% more likely to finish secondary school, and 82.6% more likely to finish university. Who would say that's fairly significant in statistical terms? Okay, next one. That was education. We then have employment former sponsored children were 17.6% more likely to have a salary job. Well, a salary job in the 26 of the world's poorest countries is very difficult to come by. So actually 17.6, although it doesn't sound a lot, to get a salary job is very difficult. There's not a lot of salary jobs. Therefore, that is I would say very significant. But 35.9% were more likely to have a white-collar job again, which is even more significant. So what we're seeing is that we're talking about and going upstream. We're talking about lifting children of, out of poverty and putting them into positions of authority to take the children from the, 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 the camps, the, the poorest slums, and to raise them up and to put them as the leaders in their nations. And we're seeing that. We're seeing influence. And the next one is leadership. Former children, sponsored children, were 75% more likely to be community leaders and 70% more likely to be church leaders. I think that deserves a round of applause. (laughs) Um, So, here's the first video. Here's the guy that I was talking about who took part in the research, a one-minute video clip of some of his uh, thoughts with regards to that. Thank you.
2: One thing that the that, that the paper points to is, is the importance in investing in in children directly. I, I think um, as as I've gone through the last five years of of, of this research, one thing that that um, that I've learned personally is that uh, we can economists have focused traditionally on relieving external constraints. Um, if if people don't have education, then we build a school. If people are in poor health, then we build a clinic or a hospital, or we provide a doctor. If they need a microfinance loan, uh, if they need a loan, then we provide a microfinance institution. But it may not be all about relieving these external constraints, that, that some of the most important constraints that the poor may face are, are internal constraints. And and I, I think um, the Compassion Program, um, almost uniquely, but um, among the organizations that I've worked with, works on, 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 on these um, issues of aspirations development um, for individual people and um, helping pil- build people's self-esteem, um, their, uh, their spiritual relationship with God. Um, things that, that, are, uh, that, that may be just as important, maybe more important, we don't know yet, but, but um, are likely to be very important in determining, helping to shape their adult life outcomes, maybe as much as these external constraints. Okay,
1: aspirational development, compassion working on the internal restraints and constraints, aspirational development, working on the internal issues, which are very often overlooked with uh, a lot of uh, organizations and charities. Slide 14, please, David. As sometimes it's easy to be overwhelmed by the numbers, isn't it? 400 million children in extreme poverty, 153 million children orphaned in our world, 162 million child labourers, 19,000 children die dying each day from poverty-related causes. It's easy to be overwhelmed and to think, well, what can we do? What can I do? What difference can I make? But as Christians, we do believe that we're called to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. We're called to love the poor, to care, to concern, and to shape uh, the culture of, and to impact the the, um, earth with the culture of heaven. And child sponsorship, I believe, has given me And many of you that privilege and opportunity to connect us with poverty and to be the hands and feet. Slide 15, please, David. See, we all know that we can't solve the world's problems, but I can help one child to start on the journey out of poverty in Jesus' name. I can help young Alexis to become a teacher and one of the, the children that has managed to come out of poverty and be reconciled to God and to start impacting his children, I can help support Enejean to become one of Haiti's best nurses. That's my dream. To see her working in the hospital that Lemonade built be a dream. Because I believe she, her family would never have dreamed that their child could do that. We can't change the world's problems, but each of us, and I want to encourage those that are doing it, that is what you're doing. You're connected to the poor. You're connected to the lost. So today is Compassion Sunday. Over 800 churches in the UK are speaking out on behalf of the world's poorest children we are, I, I'm very excited and, and passionate about us joining in that, and it's a privilege, and a thank you for that privilege and honor, and our church is great for giving, giving us this opportunity to do that. But here's a little film to show you how individuals can change the life of a child forever. Let's watch our second video. still got a third one to go.
3: My name is Kaylin Carolina Rodriguez. I'm nine years old. I live in this house with my mom and dad and my two sisters. My mom gets sick a lot. It makes me sad and I cry for her. I pray for her because I want her to feel better. We often don't have enough money for food, and life is hard. I do get sick a lot, and I worry what will happen to my children if I got really ill. Kaylin tells me, Mama, keep going. I want her to have a different life, not to live like this. Kaylin's story is one we see again and again in this community. Poverty is extreme here, and it is the children who suffer most. And so, when we reach out to a child like Kaylin through our Compassion Program here at the church, it is really about changing a child's life, giving a child love, hope, and the things they need to learn and grow. I've asked my mom why I've been waiting a long time and still don't have a sponsor. If I had a sponsor, I had them and tell them
0: I love them. The first time I saw Kaylin's picture, something about her just drew me in, realizing that here's a real child with a name and a family and um, that I can get involved in that and change that story for her.
3: To a child in poverty, having a sponsor sends a message that it's truly life-changing. It says, you are known, your life matters, you are valued and loved. I think Kaylin's major challenge would be feeling like she's worth anything.
0: One of the worst things about poverty is that it just, it steals from kids the one thing that God wants to bless them with so much of, and that's hope. So the fact that she's lived to the age of 10 in a hopeless situation, is just, it's not right. And so I'm so excited
3: that her life is about to change. Kaylin has been coming to the church for over a year without a sponsor. I know she has been praying for one and today it is my great joy to give her the good news. God has answered her prayers.
0: I think Kaylin would be just overjoyed to be able to share that news finally with her family. I would imagine it would be a very joyful time. As Kaylin grows up through the Compassion Child Development Project, it'll change the way she sees everything. She will have confidence. She'll have, hopefully, a relationship with Jesus. I think she'll be crying some happy tears. There's no doubt that, well, none of us can change the entire world. We can each change the world for one child in need. And there are children who need us. There's a child who needs you. So I would encourage everyone to rush out to that sponsorship table and look at those kids and find the one that needs you, because one of them
1: does. I don't know if you enjoyed that as much as I did, but wasn't that just beautiful? Oh, my goodness. Sometimes we are so far removed, it's hard to connect with how different it is. But um, here's just one verse I want to share with you, and it's uh, Proverbs 31, verses 8 and 9 from the message. It says, Speak up for the people who have no voice, for the rights of all the down and outers, Speak out for justice and stand up for the poor and destitute. And I want to thank you for those of you who are. And I want to thank you for those of you who desire to and are not yet in a position to be able to, but you can through prayer and through other ways which we'll share with you. Um, Slide 16, please, David. Compassion sponsorship has allowed you, it's allowed us to fulfill Scripture. It's allowed us to stand up for the poor. It's allowed me to love and allowing you and giving you the opportunity to love the poor in action and in truth. We're a global economy, we're, a, we're so connected now, and we don't have, we have poor in our country, yes we do, but not to the level of poverty we see in the world, and uh, compassion has given us that privilege. to put. You know, one of the great things is with sponsorship, it allows you to prioritize your budget, and I want to encourage us all to think about that. Um, If you're not in a position, if you're in huge debt, you're not in a position, you don't have money to be able to sponsor a child, think about the CAP money management course, which allows you, and speak to me if that interests you, it's not for, uh, I went on it, um, you know, I've been to university, got a degree, but I needed to go on it and it transformed my finance. And what, what budgeting does, it allows you to prioritize your finance, it allows you to put the rock of your priorities in, which limits how much you've got to spend. So you don't have the same amount to spend on clothes, you don't have the same amount to spend on eating out and cinemas and costas, you have to spread your own sandwiches for work and things like that. But you know what? That's just, uh, that's just a joy. It's a joy to put our… And I want to encourage you to think about having a budget, a generosity budget. So, if you have a sponsored child, you're allowed to give up to £200 family gift annually. And for a person who earns $21 a month and breaks rocks up a mountain under sea and heat for 12 hours for a few dollars, you have no idea the impact. When they get called into the school, and I imagine… And the parents are called into the school and they said, You know what, we've we've got something for you. Um, your sponsor has 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 given has donated a family gift and they're wondering how much. $10, $20, $30. Will it be one month, will it be two months, $40? Surely it can't be three months, $60. No, it's going to be over six months they have blessed you with, that which you were never able to afford, whether it be a cow, whether it be a goat, whether it be doing up your home, whether it be, you know, whatever it is. But today, there may be a little boy or a little girl whose life you can transform in Jesus' name, and I'm going to show you some of their pictures. I want to invite you, if, the, if, if God… Here's, here's the difference between the Holy Spirit and pressure. I believe the Holy Spirit works through internal desire. And so, if you feel outward pressure, I don't think that's the Holy Spirit. Internal desire, if you feel a desire to sponsor, that's the Holy Spirit. Listen to your internal desires, because God works through our hearts, not through external pressure. So, if the Holy Spirit puts a desire in you, there can be a little boy or girl that, whose future destiny in life and family and future generations up to a thousand generations. <laughs> Imagine that, one child can, can uh, reach a thousand generations. So 17 please, David. There's, there's many children who need your, your love, your prayers, your letters, your support to help them shape a different and a better future. And in our next video, you're going to see the power of letter writing. I know it's difficult for letter writing, and I uh, confess to that, and it's difficult, it's difficult to, um, when, when they're very young, you get a letter that says, here's, you know, I, I like dollies, and I like, uh, you know, here's a circle, and uh, you know, it, it can feel like it's their parents or their brothers or their sisters that are writing. But you know what? As they grow older, never underestimate the power of encouragement. When we think that poverty, the real difference of poverty is they believe they don't matter. By writing, you're saying you matter. Poverty alleviation is changing the mind, in your letters, we're going to see in the next video. So, I want to encourage you today, if you've not written for a while, today is Compassion Sunday. Do it today. Don't leave it till tomorrow. Do it today. Squeeze it in get on, there's, they've got a new website, I actually did it from my phone in my lunch half an hour, and you can upload photos from your phone, and uh, it's not, I, I, it's, to be honest, I'd probably prefer a handwritten one, and I will do handwritten ones, but there are times when you can just do it on your phone, upload the photos, do a family gift, and I tell you it's the best lunch hour you'll spend, you'll come back more joyful than reading the paper for that time, or, or, or speaking to one of your colleagues, it's, it's wonderful. So it's a great opportunity, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you've got children or not. It's a great opportunity for everyone. And um, just very quickly, slide 18, here's how compassion works. Each child, you've got 18, please, uh, slide 18, David. Each child is linked to a loving church. That's one of the great things about um, compassion is that they do it through the local church. And the child joins in and participates with church activities, um, each child is loved by the compassion staff, and each child has access to education, to medical checkups, to food, to clothing, and to social support. And the child, one of the greatest things is the child learns about Jesus and his teaching. They learn through the lessons, they learn through the example of their uh, lo- loving uh, teachers and staff, and compassion project staff, and they see the love of Jesus. As they're taught, they see it in action through their sponsors, through their letters, and uh, we see many children making that wonderful decision. How's the sponsorship money used? Nineteen? What's incredible? Because uh, a lot of chari- charities have very high. Nineteen, please, David. A lot of charities have very high, but for 25 pound a month out of every pound, eighty pence goes directly to the children. That's quite incredible, actually, if you compare it with other charities. Nine pence is spent on assisting your relationship, one pence on governance, and ten pence towards getting the next child. So, we're going to look at the next video and just see what difference does sponsorship really make. This last video and then we're going to uh, close. So yeah, if we can just, just play that next one, please. This is Jimmy. We're going to finish with Jimmy from Kenya. Thank you.
4: All the way from Kenya. Jimmy, Wambua.
1: I' just put the sound up a wee bit, please, Joe.):
4: Well Jimmy, we've gotten to spend some time together over the last couple of days, and I want you to share. A bit of your story. Maybe just
5: put the right sound up now. a wee bit, please. My name is Jimmy Wambua, and I grew up in a slum in Kenya. When I was four years old, my mother fell sick. I never knew my dad. And so she was confined to bed most of the day, and she could not go to the market and find food for us. First, with starvation, I opted to go to the streets. And many other days I would wake up very early in the morning just to make it in time before the rest of the scavengers come. I roam the streets hoping, hoping that somebody, somebody will hold my hand and release me from this situation. When I was 7 years old, I watched as my 10-month-old little sister died of starvation in the, in the lap of my mother. The situation was becoming worse. And my mother looking at the situation, she decided to donate us to relatives and go look for help. And so I was given up to a sister. And the situation was not any better because I was like the eighth child to join the table. I didn't know what will happen to me next. And that was my early childhood between the, the ages of four and seven so Jimmy your mother
4: goes away just to try to find help so now your father your mother not in the picture your situation is still very very dire but at the age of eight something dramatic happened in your life share that with us
5: that was the April of 1990 and my mother came back and that night she said to me Jimmy God loves you so much I found some help somewhere and tonight we shall be traveling 220 miles away from here, in the direction of that hope, I remember when she came with new clothes for me, and as he was giving me a bath, she sobbed, looking at how the poor health had ravaged my health. And so we got to this train, and for 12 hours we drove in the direction of that hope, and by the morning we were at this compassion project in partnership with the local Baptist church. And that's why I got registered as a little boy. And four months later, I received a letter, and please allow me to read it to you, because this defined the rest of my life, that who I am today. This letter is 19 years old, and says, Hello, Jimmy. My name is Mark, and I'm 20 years old. I'm glad to have the opportunity to have a friend in Kenya. I don't know anyone outside of Canada, The reason i'm writing to you is because of a really important friend we have you see when i was younger i didn't know really know about jesus who he was but last year some people taught me about a great friend named jesus my life has changed i really love this world and the people within it all because of god's love for me and you and everyone So even though you are halfway through the world, I know that God loves you and cares for you. He mapped my old vision for life. He mapped my old vision for life in these few words. Because from then, my life is a different life. I'm at Moody Bible Institute right now, studying the Bible to go back to Kenya To go back to kenya and stand in the gap in the same way mark Hells from canada stood in the gap for me my mother died six years later after the sponsorship it is the same time i got saved and knew what my sponsor meant when he said he's a real good friend in jesus christ right now i'm sponsoring a kid in haiti she's four years old that's the time that i was intervened at and i think that's the time that i need to intervene to a child and change the all course of their life. I'm so grateful that compassion and through the ministry that they have across the world has changed my life and who I am. I'm ready to stand in the gap for many others who just need somebody to stand in the gap for them.
4: Isn't that great? Here's a young man whose life was changed By the love of Christ being put in action through a young 20 year old, and now he's standing in the gap and helping others. One question Have you ever talked to your sponsor? No. You have not? No. Well, would you like to meet him right now? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mark Hales, Jimmy's sponsor. try to talk Jimmy is so touched right now mark let's just turn this way real quick guys mark first of all thanks for coming and and, and mark I have to ask you right now all these years of supporting Jimmy what does this moment mean to you
2: I am absolutely in awe of God and of this fellow right here and what he has gone through
4: Obviously, folks, this is a very emotional moment, so uh, (laughs) Um, we didn't script for me falling apart.
2: Jimmy's English is much better than when he started in his letters to me.
4: Yeah, (laughs) so so Mark, I do want to ask you this in this terrifically emotional moment. What has God done to you? We know what he's done through you, it's evidenced right here. But just share with these people, this is not just $38 a month that you invested for many, many years. What what has God taught you through this experience?
3: Just to be compassionate to those that need it.
4: Yeah, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. All right, so obviously we're having a great moment here and and, and we're so thrilled that this is happening. I'm gonna try to get through this, but You know, we're doing this on purpose. This is not a commercial, folks. This is the real deal. Are you open? $38 a month to get the chance to be a part of this. Today, our ushers, right now,
1: okay, the end of thank this, you. Right
4: now, actually. Wow,
1: wasn't that wasn't that powerful? Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, I saw that and I thought, you know what? Well, I'm not going to try and describe what the sponsorship means. That says it all. I want to show you just a few children. If we could just uh, a few jimmies. A few children at, at that impressionable age who are at the start of the journey out of poverty, awaiting a sponsor. We have five of them. We have a table, Clara and myself. are going to be out in the foyer. and We've got five profiles. Here just a few of them. Just show the first one, please. Uh, next one, next one, next one. There we go. This is beautiful little Catherine from El Salvador, and um, she's awaiting a sponsor out in the foyer, and today you could pick that up. It's £25 a month. And uh, wow, isn't that just refreshing? Isn't that just beautiful? The impact that something very small in our parts can be making. The power of those words. Never underestimate the power of the gospel. Let's put, you know, let's try as best as we can in our words to be encouraging to focus on increasing their aspirations, to encouraging them, to uh, sharing Jesus with them and giving them a wee verse in what Jesus means to us. Next one, please. We've got little Ibrahim from Tanzania. How cool is he? And then uh, next one, we have also got Pratika. She's absolutely beautiful. I love the cultures. I love the diversity that's in God and His creations of cultures across the world today. We've got five children. We've got many more leaflets. If you have a specific country you would like to sponsor a child from, Uh, We can find out. There's 26 countries um, in the world that Compassion work in. Uh, They may or may not work in the country that you want, but we can find out and can help you. There is a table in the foyer, Lindsay. We just come back up. We're going to close in a a song of worship, and uh, I just want to just pray right now. Um, If you if you um, have the desire to sponsor a child for the first time, come and see us in the table. If you're already sponsoring a child, please be open to sponsoring a second. Please be open to sponsoring a third, a fourth, a fifth, a tenth. If the Holy Spirit puts it in you and desire within you, when you see Jimmy, (laughs) you know, how beautiful is that? You can share an opportunity. You know, if you're not in a position to God sees your heart and He knows your heart, He doesn't contemn you and He doesn't judge you if you don't have the money, you're unemployed just now. That's okay, people. God sees your heart. He knows if you had the money, you would do it. You can pray. Zara and the Synergy are sponsoring a child. Is that right? And so maybe if you only have a pound a month or two a month, you could support a child um, that's Synergy. It's only 50 pence, actually, but you could… Well, you could… 50 pence a week um, or something like that. So you could speak to Zara and support a child that way if your income's not enough. There's no condemnation, people. This is not to condemn. If your finances are in debt cap money management course, I want to encourage and inspire, think about a family gift. Maybe many of you are already doing this. You have the ability to give 200 pound per year to your family. It doesn't go to your child, it goes to the needs of the family. Think about all the scriptures of the poor and we have that at our um, uh, disposal. There's no greater joy but you may need to budget for that. The great thing about budget and it's about rocks and it's about priorities. So let's stand to our feet. Let us just close in a prayer. and Let us worship. Clara and I are going to be at the table. As soon as you go out of these doors on the left-hand side, there's a table. There are five children profiles. There's many more leaflets. You can take one and join us on the journey today. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for Jimmy. We thank you for the poor. We thank you for today. We thank you for our sponsored children. We thank you for the many sponsored children that are already sponsored by the people in this church. Lord, I pray that you would give us fresh faith today. Lord, if we haven't ridden for a while, we would would do it prayerfully, Lord. We would do it with faith, Lord Jesus. We would pray for our children regularly and teach our children also to do the same, Lord. That they would reach the hopes and dreams and desires that you have birthed within them using the skills and talents that you have given them. We pray across the UK as 800 churches join together in Compassion Sunday. That a greater harvest of children of the poorest of the earth will come out of poverty to name. That we glorify you upon the earth, Lord. And Lord, we see the fruits and the multiplication of that. We love you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the privilege and honour. We thank you for the privilege and honour. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Let's close in a song of worship, then Lindsay can dismiss us. I'll be out of the table. i maybe see you there. God bless you all. Thank you, people.
0: The sing no longer sleeps again.
6: Let's applaud the Lord Jesus for that. It's marvelous.
2: But I want to send
6: you home on a massive high. And I'll tell you why. As a church, we've faced more challenges in the last two years than we have done in 30 years. We've had cutbacks of all kinds, many different things. And I want to publicly thank you, the elders and the wives, and the lemonade ones that have stood with us through the storm. You know, we've had cutbacks like crazy, even rented out my office as a chocolate factory, which I'm kind of proud, to be honest, because I used to spend most of my time in there eating the blooming stuff. But here's what I want to send you home with a massive high on. Through all of that, the leaders and, and the trustees, have stood by us with one commitment, we will not cut back, even if it kills us one penny on giving to the poor. Let's applaud the Lord Jesus Christ for that. Never, ever, 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 ever. In fact, what we're going to do is multiply it by millions upon millions upon millions. Many of you listening to this today, you're not going home high at this moment because you're stuck, or you're in the middle of a massive storm in your own life. You've got family issues, you got financial issues, you've got health issues, you've got job issues, changes, massive storms going on. I want to finish with this testimony. A nurse sat beside me at a dinner in Glasgow last week and handed me her card. And I said, is this for somebody important? She said, yeah, it's for you. And I said, why are you giving me a card? Because the Holy Spirit just told me to help you guys, help you with Haiti and do all kinds of things. And I said, who are you? She said in 2018, I had a massive, massive brain tumor. My husband and I, we had, we were so ill and sick, we had to give up pastoring our church. I had to give up my job as a nurse. And I thought my life was over. Which is what some of you feel sometimes. She said, I prayed, Holy Spirit, what am I going to do? And he said, start a business. To alleviate the suffering of the world. In every nation. Her first contract, first big contract she got a few weeks ago was three times three million pounds to build homes, to build lovely, beautiful places. Because in China, they don't know what to do with the elderly, so they just chain them to the beds. And the Lord gave her a new dream and vision. George Osborne, the 10 Down the Street, called her last week and said, we're sending a private jet. Today, to China, you have to be on that jet. The Queen, the Buckingham Palace called her and said, the Queen is going to be in China. We want you to sign these contracts in front of the Queen. She said, I've had to start four businesses and I'm going to to be building every nation of the world anything that the suffering need. But the Holy Spirit told me to get behind what you guys are doing and take the whole thing to the next level you may not have a brain tumor you may not be in the situation she was in but you have one thing that she's got you have a God given calling an anointing and blessing on your life to use you, yes old you, yes young you yes struggling you, yes sick you yes poor you to use you to massively, massively let the poor and the suffering of the world know what the face of God and the love of God and the care of God looks like. For all those that have committed compassion and committed to any form of alleviation of the poor, we want to thank you. Vine Church, behalf leaders, I want to thank you. It's been a tough storm in your home sometimes and in here, but I'm telling you now, we're not dialing down one bit of compassion, we're dialing it through the roof. And we're going to impact every single nation on the earth through this little motley crew and that heart of yours. Because you have the heart of Jesus, and Jesus is the heart for the whole world. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, compassion. Guys, go home on a massive high. There is a dream and a calling in you yet to be filled. Let's applaud the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's applaud the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's applaud the Lord Jesus Christ.